Good afternoon. I'm T. Hetzel. You've got Living Writers, and I'm so pleased today to have with me three guests um, from the film One Too Many Mornings. Um, Anthony Deptula, uh, Tina Kapusis, and Elijah Christian are here um, in the studio. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for being here today. And, yes. uh, and it's exciting because... Um, it's well it's exciting because it's may 5th 2010 but your film is showing tonight at the michigan theater at seven o'clock um one too many mornings <laughs> yes yeah so uh, thanks for and, so, and you're going to be it's uh, it was a hit at sundance uh right yeah it was not to make you toot your horn in the first minute of the program but <laughs> this is the best movie ever made yeah. much, uh... people enjoyed it people liked it so yeah that's nice when people you know re- uh respond to and, your to your movie and continue to <laughs> yes. enjoy it it's right? nice to hear strangers laugh instead of just your friends and your mom yeah <laughs> and, and you, are you, yeah Thank God for mom's laugh sometimes, right? But, yeah. um, are you getting used to that feeling of actually um, being in the theater and and hearing? Because it's well, I guess let's preface it by this is your first feature film, and Anthony, you're you're the um, the writer and uh, producer, and you also are one of the leads in it, Peter. Correct. And then Tina, you're the lead mm-hmm. um, in it, Rudy. Yes. And then and then Christian. I mean, I'm sorry, now yeah. I'm going to call you by your last name. That's fine. <laughs> You can call me Hetzel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you're the cinematographer. Yes. And so, okay, so that's everyone's roles. Those are our parts. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I play the part of the cinematographer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I guess, uh, what was the question? I I can't remember. Oh dear, I can't even remember it. It probably came out of it. Obviously, I'm the one that we have a screening came. tonight at Michigan yeah, Theater at tonight. 7 p.m. And, and do you ever get used to that feeling of hearing people that you oh, don't know laugh? That um, we kind of go in and out your work. now. So we watched it at Sundance the first, I like think maybe three times. Three times, yeah. and then after we didn't and then go after, in the theater yeah. anymore. <laughs> so we'll go in at certain points and. Uh, we'll see how the audience is reacting and then we'll be like, oh, okay, this is a good crowd. Or we know from certain parts how, you know, if they're laughing at the right moments. Yeah. But different crowds would laugh at different moments yeah. too. It's, it's weird. Different people pick out different things. Yeah. The- which but is cool. We should say it's a comedy. So yes, what you're yeah. shooting for is yeah. lots we're shooting of laughs. For laughs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so so that's that's kind of amazing that you just decided to debut the film. It's your first feature film, um, and at Sundance was that a plan? Was that part of the the when you started the film? Um, sure, that was one of our goals, and then we missed the first year of submitting, and then we we yeah. kept shooting. And it was a long process of shooting, so it was over. Yeah, how it was long close did it to two years. Two yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And nights night, and weekends. Yeah. Nights yeah. and weekends. Is that all because you had um, you had day jobs? Everybody who was working mm-hmm. on the film yeah, exactly. still. Everybody was working for free. Everybody else. So it's not like we could force people into working <laughs> hours. Yeah. And it was just like great friends who were willing up to give, willing to give up their time and creativity. So, so all of you were friends before this this all yes. started. You mm-hmm. all. How did you meet? What was the beginnings of of the project? And, and I think it's just different projects. And uh, once we moved to you know Los Angeles, you just start working on different projects, and then you find the people that you want to work yeah. with, and then you just gravitate towards e- each other. Um, oh, how long have you guys been in LA then? Because Tina, you moved from Michigan. You were here. You yeah, went to school I, here I graduated. Then... I got in my car 
and like laughed. <laughs> I, I went home. No I, I like, like summertime. <laughs> I went home for like a month or so, and then I was I just I always knew I wanted to leave to go to LA. You know, uh, that was always kind of the plan. So I graduated and packed up the car and left. And while you were here, you did work on um, the stage here. Did did you? I you did. Um, I did student films here. Yeah. So I didn't actually do um, any any plays here. And I wasn't I wasn't in the theater program here. I studied psychology and uh, I was like psychology by day and by night. I was like the film school lady. Like I was <laughs> I was in everybody's like the, uh, the, this close circle of friends where I was I ended up being in all of their films. And so what was that the film school by night? Like, was there a program that you did on the side that, that I did? No, I just auditioned. Like I would oh, go like I was okay. I because I wanted to act and it was I would go to, over to like where the theater classes were and I would look at their boards and there would always be postings for auditions. And so I would try to snatch as many away as I could. <laughs> <laughs> like the little pieces of paper with yeah, numbers yeah, exactly. or, or like just the whole thing ripped it, it off. change so. either because what's that? It doesn't change because we were shooting on nights and weekends yeah it was still it was still kind of the same it was like a film school project at like with like high level level (laughs) creativity you know yeah and how did you and how did you get the equipment and how did some of that those pieces come together um elijah's being pointed at right now (laughs) we had uh we had a friend with a camera and um, we actually ended up using two different cameras because we shot so long. The first guy needed his camera back. We had a second guy who gave us his camera. And then... Um, you would I, steal stuff from set or borrow. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, because you, what was your day job, Elijah, during um, this? Then I mostly do grip work on sets and stuff like that. So I've collected gear and, and things. <laughs> collected. collected. Um, but... Uh, yeah, a lot of it was like homemade stuff, you know, whether it be like uh, using, you know, like a bed sheet for diffusion or something like that. And then um, I... Were I, you part of the push to make it black and white, Elijah, um, too? Or what Mike, was... Mike gave me the script, Mike the director, and then uh, he basically, I, I read it and I was like, okay, this, this is good. And he's like, yeah, I want to shoot it black and white and just blew me away because... You know, nobody shoots in black and white anymore, and I was really excited because of that, and because black and white, you know, it's so fun, and you get to work with, you know, the tonality rather than dealing with the colors, and because it was so low budget, um, mixing all the color temperatures, it's, it makes it really tricky to shoot in color, so uh, if you don't have the money, shooting in black and white is a lot of fun. And it it adds like a, at least from like all I've seen of I've read the script, but all I've seen is the the trailer that you can see online if you go to one to many mornings dot com. Right. But it it is like there's like when you were saying the tonality, there's like that depth uh, to the that something with the character elevates faces. it to another level, especially yeah. being a comedy, right. which I think that's kind of the response from people. You're like, oh wow, it's a comedy, but it looks so but beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> like, Thanks, Elijah. <laughs> yeah, Mike. exactly. Know. So that I think it, it was it was a, it was a smart choice that sort of helped bring attention to the project, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, and like like Mike said, he's like, you know, if we do this in black and white and we do it right, we'll probably never have the chance to shoot black and white again, so we might as well shoot it while we can. And that'll be because people will be throwing money at you at that point, and then they'll also require (laughs) you to do things like how they see it or something. Yes. 
there's more control. Yeah, it's more marketable if it's in color. <laughs> but, but I guess maybe you go through that patch, which would be like the patch of having money thrown at you. And then once you have that, they could come out on the other side and return to black and white, too, if it's what you love. Or, yeah, sure. Or like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> and so was it um, from looking at like trying to do some research about you guys in the film, was it that you started with $2,000? And that's because like if somebody was because you, you mentioned, Elijah, that it was it's a low budget film. And okay. so and, and it's under 50,000, right, 50, is how you managed to do it. But you didn't actually have that when you started. No. No, we shot the first 40 pages for it was probably $3,000. And then from that, we cut a uh, trailer-type teaser together. Uh, and then that's the what... She Sucks, She Sucks, She Sucks trailer. I think that was part of it. I think maybe one of the very first teasers it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that led us to our investor, which then led to you know, being able to finish the film. And and so was it important to be in L.A. to to meet up with this investor? Um, which sounds really mysterious. It's almost like James Bond right? type thing. Yeah. Like, the investor. <laughs> the investor. I think for investors, you just have to find, I think, that, I don't know, there's just, you have to find people that are willing to take a risk and will support, you know, your art form. Uh, it's hard. I, it's not about being in LA. No, our money didn't. The money didn't come uh-uh. from LA. It came. And from... we've talked about that before. We we could have made this movie anywhere. It could mm-hmm. have happened anywhere. It didn't have to be LA, which is the beauty of you know. It tech, helped. Like, it, it you know, helped that Stephen lived in that church. Yes. He that was in that church in real life. That yeah. seems key. Will you tell us a little, or will, will, will you guys tell a little bit about the premise of the story for the listeners? Not enough to give it away so that everyone can go tonight to Michigan Theater at 7 p.m. to see the film, um, but can you give us a little uh, encapsulated yeah, sure. version? I'm sure you've been doing this yeah, well, <laughs> over Fisher, and over. Well, the Fisher, he lives in a church, uh, and well, one of... Uh, the other producers, he lives in a real church in real life. And uh, so in the movie, we just sort of based it on that. And he's pretty much the kind of uh, alcoholic that lives in a church that turns off the lights and locks one door and he lives there for free. And then my character is running away from a relationship. And he's not a priest or anything no. like that. Yeah, he's just, just a young just guy like living the, in a church. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what it is. The church mouse, I guess. The church mouse, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> Tina is a surprise. Her character. Kind of. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> well, 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 the character, um, the characters uh, talked about from the get-go, basically. Right. You're yes. always I'm always a presence. Yeah, I'm always a presence. Right. At, right from the very beginning, um, and I, I guess my my appearance is. A little bit of a surprise, and 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 one too many mornings. When did you guys come come up with that as a as that a, was pretty, a title? That was pretty early on. We were stuck on, you know, we we were like, well, what's the title going to be? And then we just went to, I think we just Googled Bob Dylan song titles, and that was just one of the ones that came up. And we're like, oh, that works. And so, and why Bob Dylan? Why did you go to Why did you go to Bob? I, I, I mean, it, why not, really? But. Yeah, I, I think it's just he has great titles, and we, I don't know, we just, we were stuck, and we were just kind of brainstorming, and then it, it worked. Especially for the um, the first scene with the, the hangover and, and that, 
that seems to really one too many mornings of that is what it seems like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Perfectly. Well, we'll we'll take a short break and then we'll come back and let's um, maybe we can start with talking a little bit about the screenwriting. Anthony, would you mind talking about the writing of of it? And so what we're that what we're talking about today is one too many mornings. um, The film that's at the Michigan Theater this evening at seven o'clock, a Sundance notable film Uh, today. Anthony Deptula, Tina Kapusis and Elijah Christian. I'm T. Hetzel. We've got Brian Delaney on the on the soundboard for us. We'll be back. back. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and today on the program, um, we've got the folks from the film One Too Many Mornings here in the studio, Anthony Deptula, Tina Kapusis, Elijah Christian. Um, and that was, we just heard Capybara music. Um, and, and the whole, your film soundtrack, Anthony, is Capybara created, right? Correct, yeah. How'd that happen? Well, you actually worked with Mark at the Sundance Labs for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, I worked. I worked the Sundance Festival in '09. I was uh, shooting behind the scenes video, and uh, Mark Harrison, who's one of the members of Capybara, uh, was there also shooting stuff. And so that's when we met. And Mike had Mike Mohan had known him before. And, and then uh, I ended up going on the road with them for yeah like a, three weeks but on, an, on like, another job and. So we all kind of yeah. knew them eventually. Yeah, Mark is like the nicest guy. Like, I'll do anything for you. You know, like whatever you need, Mark will do it. And uh, just a great guy. And his band makes great music. So. And this is all original work for your film, yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's so I love it's so catchy too. It's really, um, and and the the name of the band is <laughs> awesome. Um, a friend of the show, Jason Breedle, a poet in Chicago, he writes about capybaras, and I had never uh, heard of them before. Jason, yeah. <laughs> you know, and puts them in his poems, and I was like, this band, They're really cool animals. Yeah. Well, yeah, they have a video of capybara walks so capybara. <laughs> yeah, like they actually had one in a video, and they were walking it right, well, like through a forest, They're just or like something. petting it. And... Yeah, wasn't there one in Portland, Oregon, or something? I feel like I, I, maybe I think that's where it was, was that where they did they it. Shot it. Yeah. I feel like they did it in Texas. I don't know why I was wrong. <laughs> Maybe there's multiple capybaras <laughs> yeah. up in the, yeah. the North we, American. I mean, we called on them to do the music in a pretty short time frame. It was three and a half, four weeks, and they just, it was over Thanksgiving, and we had found out that we were accepted into Sundance, and uh, we just needed the music, and they just yeah. went at it, and they, and did they it. locked themselves up, and, and it just adds such a nice, you know, 
score to the film. And you could trust them because they actually, by knowing you guys, they probably had a sense of this story. Like, they probably knew the story pretty well, too, at and that they liked point. The movie. I mean, they just, they really, they saw early an early cut, and they yeah. they really responded to that. And then that, that just helped them really liking the movie. You know, just having people on your team that want to support you that are like, oh my gosh, this is good. I want to make it better and help you make it better. Yeah. That's Which doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad it happened for this film then. So it's almost a charmed project in a way. Uh, on a this. lot of levels. I think so, yeah. Just everyone working on it, you know, we just, it felt like family. We became like yeah. closer friends and everyone was helping and everyone that we brought into the project uh, it just felt like the perfect match. And to we just what have we so many talented friends that it was nice to get all of them together to work on a project. Yeah. Well, hopefully, maybe this can just be the start of something you keep doing. It doesn't have yeah. to be the one and only. Yeah, that right. would be as long nice. as it doesn't kill you in the <laughs> kind of going around and yeah. getting the word out about it. Um, we took a nap earlier. Well, where, where was that? We snuck in. Oh, we were to... in West Quad. We were like on the bottom of a little like, a, like yeah. a fireplace room or something. I don't know. Oh, we just like found <laughs> a chair and uh, some couches and <laughs> we, just... we took a nap. Because we took the red eye and then we just took a nap. Yeah. yeah. So this does get tiring doing this stuff on our own, but it's awesome. It's great. I mean, it's probably exciting for you. I mean, seeing the theater today. I mean, oh, it's, it's so like... exciting because I used to go to Michigan Theater all the time. I mean, that's so exciting to to have seen so many films there myself, and then get to show my film there. That's so cool. Yeah, on the website, on Michigan Theater's website, they said that you were inspired by seeing so many old-fashioned and classic films at that theater. Yeah, at that theater. And so that's just, I mean, that was just the best to like roll into town and see that on the marquee. That was a, so cool. A rite of passage. Yeah, in some really, ways, really probably. is. Totally. skip psychology classes to go watch a When movie. I would skip... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all that. worse. Yeah, it's all... <laughs> all worth it, Mom and Dad. <laughs> well, I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> we just had Obama in town for the, the graduation. I, I was it like, was Anthony amazing. was like, oh my God. I was like, I can't even remember who spoke at like, my commencement. I was like, could you imagine if it was Obama at your commencement? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget that one. I'm going to pretend it was mine. Yeah, no. totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's great. so on to screenwriting. How did you, so how did you get the, the gem of the story idea? And there's three of you um, as writers, Anthony, you and, and Stephen Hale, who plays Fisher in the film, and then Michael Mohan, Mike, who we've been talking about. Director. conversation the director yeah Correct. yeah I mean, we were actually we ma had made a short called la dentista and uh, i lived in a pretty bad part of los angeles at the time uh, when we came up with that idea and uh, my next door neighbor people actually people started knocking uh on my door at like 5 a.m or 5 30 like really early in the morning i'm like what's going on and it'd be like whole families and then one person would be like holding their mouth and Eventually, I realized there was an illegal dentist that uh, lived next door. And so they were just, you know, I mean, he was doing something for the neighborhood. But we based, you know. But why based, at 530 in the morning? Well, it was what an emergency. Street? Somebody, you know, oh, like chipped oh. their tooth or something like that. And then, oh, right. But they just got the wrong address. So we, we were the ones that, you know, got woken up. Uh, so we made a short about that. Uh, and, and when you say we, was it, it, was was Mike it you, Mike, and, and Stephen? Okay. Correct. And then from there, uh, somebody, uh, an investor had seen it and wanted to make a film with us. So we started writing a horror film. Uh, and we we're like, oh, he's like, it gotta, you know, it's gotta be a horror film. It's gotta be 35. And, and there was all these rules. And eventually just, it, it didn't pan out the way that 
everyone, all the parties wanted it to was pan it, out. Was it the horror film? Because um, you you mentioned on like one of the YouTube th- blurbs um, that that's something you could maybe sell internationally as well. A film is that one of the reasons you were inserting the horror genre, yeah, or was all, it? Yeah, I mean, there's all with the horror genre. There's always a there's a market that you can take it to that it, it's more sellable in a way because of you know international and it, it's just genre and DVD sales. So for but a lot comedy of comedy inter- isn't is this trickier business? Well, than? for international comedy is a little bit harder to sell because it doesn't translate all the time to different you know cultures yeah. and countries. Especially Tina's you... funny for <laughs> for everybody though. Oh, it's yeah, it's, it's true. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was so I funny. Like, funny. That was so These, funny. I don't know you got you could, you could have seen her look. Everyone <laughs> was like a death man. stare. <laughs> is it Star Wars Day? Or is that that was me almost kind of drifting away. And then you brought me back. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> it is warm just in everyone's yeah. defense in the studio. It's very hot. If if anyone's listening that has the power of the the cooling controls yeah. and you know the housing department. It's hot in this basement. <laughs> yeah. the they won't let us out. Oh, we got to get to the screening. Uh, Oh, which actually reminds me. Oh, we have two tickets to give away. Do the honors, Anthony. We have two tickets to give away to the screening tonight. Uh, If you, what should, what is it should be? Oh, call 734-763-3500. The 400th caller gets the tickets. (laughs) To the power. All right, the, the first color. I don't know. Four hundredth would be good. Um, and, so, and Brian, the engineer, will be. Will be. Oh my gosh, taking... Brian's going crazy in there. The oh phones God, the, are the off the hook. The lines are off the hook. Brian, are you okay? <laughs> He's okay. We'll get you help. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we were trying to write this horror film, and uh, it just it, you know it just it didn't pan out, and then I kept telling people. Uh, you know, we're writing this horror film in my friend's church, and they're like, your friend's <laughs> church? And then uh, people were just blown away by that. So then we just started writing something that was closer to us personally and based off of, you know, Stephen and uh, our relationship and his, you know, drinking. And, you know, it's it's definitely elevated within the script, but, you know, there's a sort of uh, – that's where the, the the I guess the general story started from. Real life. Was that sort of dangerous using something that not the church so much as like that idea of Stevens, like if there is like some sort of drinking, um, I don't know, like to tell the story about that and it's a comedy because um, I guess in the, the the script version, he's got like that's one of the main tensions uh, is, is his Correct. drinking, his drinking problem. problem. Yeah, I mean, I think it could have it could have been dangerous, but it felt more like. Uh, I, I don't know why I said dangerous. It's not like like I mean, we were in the danger zone all the time with writing. Uh, That's what makes it good. It was like we never knew it was going to happen. It was yeah. Um... No, I mean, it, I felt like you know, it definitely could. Sometimes we were like, "Are we going too far with this?" And we would ask him, and he'd be like, "No, no, no, it's fine." And you know, we we were just trying to be honest. And I think uh, he he actually became. Once the film came out, it was a little bit like, oh, what are, are we going to talk about it? And then eventually started talking about it, and it became, you know, okay. So a little therapeutic in a way, and just, I mean, it's just a personal story. So I think it just adds to the, adds to the acting and uh, to the writing as well. 
And so, and so how did it work with the collaboration with you, Stephen, Stephen and Mike, um, Anthony? What was it when you were actually sitting down? Like you had some, like you had some had, elements a, of a we story. We had an outline. Okay, okay. So we spent, you know, about, I'd say about four to five weeks on a, a pretty solid outline where we knew where we were, where we were going. Uh, and then Stephen and I would, Mike would type and then Stephen and I would kind of just riff and then Mike would go a little bit and then. We, we, give me, I'll write a little bit over, you know, rewrite that. Would you work scene from scene? Like if you had, um, yeah, we pretty much went from, you know, A to Z in terms of like the scenes, um, in terms of, uh, you know, we can talk about this too, but we, uh, after the next commercial break, but, uh, we we rewrote the, uh, our break, um, uh, yeah, um, we, rewrote the first 10 pages uh after showing some rough cuts so that was that was pretty interesting in terms of like getting the feedback from these guys these guys here being like <laughs> pointing to elijah and tina <laughs> yeah You're like oh yeah like the first 10 minutes what's up with that you know so i mean that that to me was pretty interesting and just like being that, to be because... open as a writer and producer whatever and say okay let's start over because as a writer, you probably, you just, and since it was based on something that was actually quite close to you, as you mentioned, Anthony, it was probably hard for you to know what's the point, like the the backstory that you have to give people at the very, at the get-go, right? Correct. So that's that 10 I mean, basically what pages. happened was we we knew these characters so well that we didn't introduce them. And, right. and, and people were like, like, what's going on? Like, no one really yeah. understood. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But we fixed it, everybody. It was like, yeah. it's, it's much, I mean, it was terrible to begin it with, was guys. The worst this was 10 the worst movie. 10 minutes but the, of a movie. But we fixed <laughs> it, and it's the best movie. It's this, yes. It's still, like <laughs> Tina said, the best movie ever The made. best movie ever. <laughs> well, I mean, no, the cool thing was is that, you know, that the egos weren't so high that they weren't willing to, you know, and they let everybody have input. I mean, everybody who worked on the movie, they took everybody's suggestions. Which was hard. Um, which is hard, but you know, it wasn't, you guys Why? weren't like, no, it's good enough. <laughs> like, you know, it could have been that you guys were willing to hear everybody out and take suggestions. And so I think I mean, it's, it's great. always hard when you finish something, uh, and there's a product and there's like video and it's done and it's in the can and to be like, and Sundance start over. is looming too. Probably. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that was one of the. That was yeah, it was definitely looming. So we had to figure out if we were going to do it or not. And then we added a whole scene. Norm, it started off with you know she sucks, she sucks. That scene on the couch, it pretty much was an extension of that scene for about six minutes. And then <laughs> another scene of uh, Fisher uh, on the bed just sleeping. And that's kind of how it started. Uh, oh, and and it was sort of he the, the Fisher's character really wasn't communicating with uh, Peter my character uh, he he wasn't giving any information and you're like why are, how what is their relationship to each other why is he here uh, there's just lots of questions and those aren't very those you don't want questions at the beginning of your movie and so so how you so how did you decide to do the rewrite for those ten pages like did you think oh so it would be natural to show him actually. Peter, the character Peter, driving to get to Fisher's we apartment to put, church. Yeah, we we that's kind of what it is. <laughs> uh, we decided just to have a little bit of risk. We wanted to a little show a little bit of Peter's journey, 
And, you know, that's, you know, at the beginning of the film, uh, Peter, my character is driving at the wheel and you, you, you're going to wonder if he's going to, you know, fly off the road and it's just a little more excitement and it, it gave it the film, I think just a, because he's nodding off. He's yeah. nodding off. He's not doing like some sort of like California drive down the coast, <laughs> but it's, rather. Yeah, we stole that <laughs> shot, too. It's like outside of L.A., about an hour and a half. We scouted it for a full day. So, <laughs> Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So we, we what time? Gosh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We shot, shot right like at five. sunrise. Yeah. And... <laughs> no one really bothered us. Yeah. But when you say you stole it, what does it mean? Was it in a previous film, or was it that mm. you kind of went and no, we just didn't... we were just shooting on the road without permits. Oh, okay. And, and, uh, <laughs> That's the other with, thing I thought you meant. We were an independent with camera, film with the camera. We were rigged very to independent the car film. And, yeah. uh, Anthony driving with his eyes closed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was a walkie-talkie. It's like, wake up, open your eyes, wake up the car. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Louise! So you, everyone, go and see the film this evening at seven o'clock. Um, one too many mornings. You can see, you can We're actually see it. Two seventy, two hundred and seventy callers right now. So. <laughs> That's right. There's that seven three four seven six three thirty five hundred. Um, we've got a pair of tickets. Um, for the 400th caller. So, <laughs> all right, we're going to take a short break. This is Living Writers. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today we've got the folks from the film One Too Many Mornings here in the studio. Anthony, Deptula, Tina, Kapusis, Elijah, Christian. Um, and that was Capybara's music uh, made for the soundtrack of One Too Many Mornings. Um, well, guys, the the writing, like, let's talk a little bit more about the, the writing. And Tina, like, if you want to hop in on this, because you've also been doing, um, like, the writing for Comedy Central Stage and The Second City um, uh-huh. for different performances. Sure, and, yeah. And this is, like, that when you're writing, a, like, the, a film script that's a comedy um, <laughs> and, and filming with a flip camera, <laughs> multitasking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm also the producer, writer, actor of this film. Let's so. um, get as much coverage as we possibly can. Brian. That's right. Brian Delaney, the engineer, living writers, waving from the studio behind the glass. Um, when you're when you're writing these these pieces for for 
comedy writing, um, even in, in like the dramatic film, because this film has many dramatic moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I noticed in the script even there were the the stage directions or so that said like beat, like waiting for like beat or, you know. So, sure. so you were even, is it fair to say in the writing of it, you were also trying to consider the rhythm of the language and to get that across in the, the script? I think you always have to, especially with comedy. The timing, I mean, they always say timing is everything, right? Like, so the rhythm is really right. important, right? Right. right. <laughs> what? Oh, this is a little check. It's a little warm in here. <laughs> right. Um, well, no, it is. It's serious. Like, timing is everything for comedy. And so the, those beats are really important, you know, as far as, you know, especially being an actor and reading a page. And those are, if it says beat, you you take that beat. That's very, that's very serious. <laughs> And so how so with the dialogue, how are you guys honing that? Because it seems like you're doing like the, the drafts of you've got the sketch, then you're making the scenes and then you're going into the, the dialogue. How so how are you making that dialogue and are you trying to make it sharp or how are you making it uh, to resemble something that would seem like a, a natural speech that has sure. these rhythms and yeah. moments? Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's a lot of practice and just putting it on the page and just I think just rewriting and rewriting and do you keep saying it out loud Anthony or how do uh, I do I do sometimes I mean I'll read it out loud just to make sure it it sounds okay I mean that's why there's table reads too you know I mean with you know with every tv show out there there's table reads where you have to you know go through the process of sitting around a table and everyone does their lines and you see what works and, and what doesn't work do people actually make notes at those oh, like yeah. read arounds or so and then yeah i mean um, actors make notes and they change things you know they'll ask to change lines and the showrunners will be like no i don't think you can do that <laughs> <laughs> how flexible yeah. were you as the the writer for this when people were because there's even moments in the script where you say improv here like tell a story where you're injured or yeah which or, got or, cut from the film oh, okay. there are great, <laughs> yeah i mean there are great extras on the dvd so uh which you know we we have the dvd available on our website as but we well. had a lot of leeway as far as i mean we tried to stick we st- stuck to the script pretty closely, right? Like 80%. 80%. We're all pretty, like, the three of us, are, we're pretty strong improvisers, and so it's easy for us to kind of get carried away, but we did stick to the script. But I think, um, I also think, I mean, the, since we do know each other so well, and since the parts were written for each one of us, I think that that made it a lot easier to put that natural sort of speech into it. Yeah. Steven sort of talks like a jerk. Yeah, Steven's just a All jerk. All the time. Thank God he's not here. <laughs> his, character, his character is a little bit edgy. Here we have Steven via Skype. I'm just kidding. Steven that would have been Mary. great. Steven. But yeah, I mean, he's definitely edgy and, you know, Tina's a strong personality and a strong character in real life as well as in the film. I think she's one of the harder characters in the film, actually, in terms of, you know. Harder? I mean, in the sense of, or, in the sense of like, I don't, I don't know. Just well, complicated? It's, complicated. It's kind of complicated because as far as like female characters go, like without giving anything anything away, um, I think it was how do you make her strong without making her... Uh, like a jerk? Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, <laughs> you know, you know, can I, can I <laughs> making her strong without making her a bitch? How can I give her some vulnerability without making her weak? Right. Do you know what I mean? I think that that's that, probably for a lot of like people writing a female character. I think that that's 
you know, that's an issue. And so, and as far as like portraying that, um, I don't know. Especially since the sympathy is is supposed to be for the first part of film, definitely all in Peter's yes. corner in the yes. film for the characters, mm-hmm. and so um, that that is okay. Well, that'll be interesting then yeah. to see see what happens from the how you, how you played that. Yeah, were, were you we'll um uh, how were you involved at all? Well, I guess you would have gotten a writing credit if you were involved. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't involved in the writing. I mean, definitely, you know, I got a script like way ahead of time and was, you know, definitely asked for my input, you know, um, which was great. And then there were some parts that I got to improvise too, which was nice and easy for me. That's so much easier for me than following a script. Really? Yeah. Why, so, why is that? Like, I, it just, it feels so much more natural. It, it does. So where you, you know, like the gist and you know where you have to get to and yeah. just to be able to do it in your own way in the exactly. moment is the best. Okay. Yeah. Because if you, if you have your character loaded already and you know all about that character, you know who she is, then you don't need a script, right? It should, you should be able to know what she's thinking or about to say or. And yeah. on the set too, we had the freedom to do that. So we, we like when we said 80% of it was scripted, I feel like we you know, there was like a page of dialogue that I knew that I had to uh, deliver, but I could say it in a natural way that how I would say it and not have to worry about having the and or a but and I could stutter and yeah. uh, just like get through it like Is I that- am right now. Where are those callers? That's right. That's right. Callers. You guys are making me nervous. Does that sound natural? Like real panic and anxiety? It's good. Have a sip. These of margaritas beer. are great. Look at Maya. Oh, that's true. I'm so boring just bringing the water. Yeah, right? We're about chips and salsa. That's yeah. true. I, we really should get on some more entertainment aspect at WCBN, right, Brian? Right? Chips are good for radio. <laughs> Well, a character arc. <laughs> it's true. Um, well, it, and it is warm in here. I mean, it's very appropriate for Cinco de Mayo. Feels like Mexico. It's like, yeah, no, I'm wearing a bikini. You guys can't I'm see it, but I'm wearing a bikini. It's the Q and A tonight. <laughs> Tina will be wearing a bikini. <laughs> Michigan theater. Hopefully, and I'll be wearing a thong. <laughs> <laughs> no. And Elijah? How, how are you wearing, wearing Elijah? Her? He's you... just not wearing anything. Top hat only. <laughs> 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 yeah, the aisles are great for streaking there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> with the so on the folks can check out the website too, um, one too many com, and you've got a blog going there. Is there some pressure to keep writing to communicate? Since uh, I don't know, like yeah, we stopped. How are you we just like got that? exhausted about. I think two months ago. And then we have to like, I think we're getting our second wind and it's been great because I think people actually will read the blog and it's, it's helpful. And, uh, I think blogging actually helps writers and, uh, how so well, John August, he has a blog. I don't know. Uh, he's a screenwriter and he found out about our film and, and he really liked it. So he blogged about us. And then in terms of like viewership, that really drove a lot of people to, our website. So it's kind of like, I feel like a lot of writers these days, their blogs and their tweets and, you know, their Facebooks, like they're, you can support another writer in a, in a kind of cool new way. You know, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of people just do, you know, marketing or they're like, they push it as marketing. But if you actually really do like something, I think you, you have tools now to actually help other writers. 
That's which true. Is nice. Yeah, and you don't have to get like like a space in the New York Review of Books or something, or right. a film, or yeah. You right. could, um, well, well, you guys, let's see, um, Elijah. I feel like I want to ask you another, <laughs> another question about this film. Get you so you don't. <laughs> you're you're getting too much rest over there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, have you, did you work on short films before this one, or what? Because I know you're working as a, a grip, and that's like you're a, a part of bigger films yeah i mean it's a it's a smaller part and bigger projects um and i'm shooting other things and uh shooting still photography as well but um yeah i definitely shot a bunch of of short films before uh a lot with uh mike mohan uh we were actually roommates in college so Oh, where did you guys go? What part of we the went to land? Chapman University in Orange County? Oh, okay, so in Cal- out in California. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, yeah, so we we'd done a, a lot of projects together, and then um, you know different people that I that I've known either from school or from meeting in the industry. I worked with them as well, and then. And yeah. you, you worked at Sundance too, you said, Elijah. Uh, yeah, just for one, just like for a, the a 09 festival. No, it was or... for the festival in <laughs> 09, so it was like two weeks of. of uh... By the way, Elijah is probably the best DP in the whole world. He he never complained <laughs> once. And DP is director of photography. Yeah, or cinematographer. Or so. Okay. Uh, he never complained once, like throughout that you the heard. two years of shooting. Yeah, which... yeah that we heard. I don't think I have a blog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why do you have to start stuff? <laughs> exactly. Stuff. Why do you have to start yeah. stuff? No, but I never heard him complain. No. It was like really, like, I was like, dude, stop. You're working way too hard. Like, I want to give up right now. And like, he kept going. So did you, did you, were you also instrumental in then the editing uh, version, Elijah? Like what happens when no. you've got all this film and, uh, what, uh Mike Mike cut the movie himself, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I really wasn't wasn't a part of that. It, I, you were part you of the big group. Yeah, we'd come over and we'd watch rough cuts or rough scenes, and and just you know give feedback or something like that. But it really came down to Mike at that point, just you know compiling all those hard drives. Oh, we got gosh. like twenty or something like that. Oh you my guys gosh, had... we shot a lot. We, we shot... just kept shooting, and then we had reshoots and. We shot a lot. Hard drives. Mm-hmm. If you shoot digital, too, is one of the interesting things. Uh, you know, people say, oh, shoot digital. It's it's cheaper than film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think since it was our first film, we wanted to shoot digital so we could have, you know, a plethora of takes and we could get what we needed to get. And then, you but know, then that's confusing in a different way, isn't it? When well, it's confusing when it. you have to like, just, you know, you're spending money on hard drives that cost a lot of money as well. So you're like, you think you're saving money on, you know, film where if you're shooting film, uh, 35, you know, you're going to get it in two takes. Cause it's going to cost a lot of money <laughs> to, you know, to go past two. Where with digital, I think that, you know, the ratio of shooting, how many takes would you do? Oh my, uh... And how long would the scenes go? I guess it, it, it changed quite a bit. I mean, some scenes would be uh, just one shot, but we do, you know, six takes and some. And scenes, when you say one shot, you mean keeping the camera in the same place, the camera so in not the same place, or, or doing a slow move throughout the entire scene. There's one scene where we do a probably a minute long push in that's so slow you almost don't see it. So that's cool. Yeah, it's trying to mix it up a little bit, you know, with staying in your style that you're sort of developing but uh 
Yeah, I don't, the takes thing is hard to say because some some shots would be like, oh, one take, we got it, and then it's like you know we've twenty done, to one. Yeah, <laughs> and then some other shot is twenty takes because mm. you know either there's some problem with the camera there's and the actor the meeting or janitor still... outside cutting bushes in yeah. real life and you know you're like <laughs> yeah there's jose can you please stop cutting the bushes and steven would go down and then he'd be like yeah i'll stop and then as soon as steven would get upstairs he would start cutting the bushes again oh no <laughs> so we're like oh okay that takes ruined yeah <laughs> oh so well, that's the you know that's that the you were using the church independent and it, film yeah, yeah and it wasn't like you could have all these no. um people securing the perimeter Correct. And, right exactly keeping yeah. everyone quiet yes uh, no we're no great. trimming yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop Arch learning. Nemesis, yeah. <laughs> Stop learning, preschool kids. Yeah. Oh, right. Being too loud. Be quiet. Be quiet. You quit down with there. your Play Doh. <laughs> Stop having church. <laughs> we're gonna, it's Sunday. We're going to take a short break and come back. Um, we've got Anthony Tabtula, Tina Should I give my cell phone number out so people call? <laughs> Elijah or what's Christian, going on here? The film One Too Many Mornings. Give us a call, 734-763-3500. Um, call us at the station. We've got a pair of tickets for you tonight, 7 p.m. Change your plans. See the film. We'll be back. <laughs> This is a pre-recorded show. We do not have tickets to give away for this show. This is a pre-recorded show. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel, and today we've got One Too Many Mornings, the film folks, Anthony Deptula, Tina Kapusis, Elijah Christian here. And um, where we are is, does anyone feel oh. like what? <laughs> WCBN FM Ann Arbor. 
Thank you. Anthony did the honors for our legal <laughs> station ID. I don't know. I, should I go deeper? Do you have a name? Aster. Like the Breeze. Or the, yeah, right? Uh, WCBN the FM would be Ann Arbor. Right now. <laughs> the Breeze would be key. I'm from Ohio, so like if any of my Ohio relatives hear this, they'll probably murder me. No, right now, now they're playing the Ohio fight song. I know. No. <laughs> it's over, yeah, exactly. over. Like, they're listening to you, but they're hey, playing. traitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It gets oh, serious, no. doesn't it? Ohio people are uh, crazy about their sports. I guess so are Ann Arbor people, but it's a nice rivalry. I'm going to let it that go. I don't want to talk about <laughs> yeah, it. I'm going to get in hot that. water. That's right, because because <laughs> you guys will actually be a- appearing in public tonight, so you don't want to. Yeah, exactly. yeah. People yeah. are jumping in their I cars were, from Ohio. Well, makes people come to the movie. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We get... To come kill me. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Sorry. You can you gotta get a crowd. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Represent. This, this is the distribution. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. All and, right. And so this is it's seven o'clock. The film will be showing yes. at Michigan Theater if if um if folks if you wanna And we'll be there for Q and A after. Yeah. So yeah. what are those like, you guys? Like what happens to, I mean don't well now I was like hmm. Don't you don't have to be honest, but you do really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I think yeah. I love I don't know. I just like talking about the film and answering questions. And most of the time, the questions are, are I guess, uh, getting us to think about why we made the film. And yeah. it's, I guess. So right, why did you make the film? I don't I guess in, in the sense of we all wanted, or at least for me, I wanted to make a film with, you know, everyone around me to lift us all up. And I just, you know, and I thought, I think that's kind of what the end goal was. And. In terms of, and when you say like lift us all up, does that mean like a like something that you're making that you're doing it all just together, for, just together for our careers as like a collective yeah. that just you know creating something that's funny and people can laugh at and you know helping everybody out and it just had that spirit the whole way through, which was which I think that's the reason I did it. Yeah, Elijah got paid five million dollars. <laughs> We were all eating crackers and craft yeah. services, and he was eating lobster. In my trailer. <laughs> you added an Which in was... with the investor. <laughs> yeah. Do, does the investor not want to be named, you guys? Is it something where you can't talk about because then they'll, or because producers often are also investors, right? Like, is that in the film he's world? He's executive producer. Uh, Rob, oh. Robert Young, so oh, okay. he's our executive producer. Because so. that was because I was thinking it was interesting because maybe people don't want other people asking them or something. Yeah, like, I was sure. Thinking, I, right, I, I think some it, people but... are pretty protective about you know about their investors, but it's on IMDb. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, so you as can are see you. It. Um, yeah, correct. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I thought this was kind of funny because on the site I looked today and it said. Like one of the lines pretty early on is up 15% in popularity this week oh, yeah. for you, Anthony. That's like the star meter. <laughs> That's you know? hilarious. Yeah, the star, the star meter? meter cracks me up. I still don't understand it. I, I know that there's a works. system to it, but I still don't understand it. You're usually it. up by more than me. I know, but then it'll be the next week. It'll be like down two thousand percent. Do they actually <laughs> put that? That's what I wonder because I didn't have time oh, to no, go no, and try and look through. Yeah, when you're down too. I had a friend that worked but, yeah. for Jerry Bruckheimer. And he was like an assistant assistant or something like that. And so like his star meter, he's like does nothing. And it's like it's always up like 4000 percent because I think he just worked on, you know, two of his movies. Yeah, I still oh, don't, so under- they- yeah, I don't oh. understand it. I don't get it. It's yeah. like some weird secret point system or something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
That's fake. fake. It's yeah. fake. It's Hollywood. It's, it's Hollywood fake Hollywood. Fake. We're in the heartland now. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's Hollywood so toying with everybody's yeah. emotions. I know. That's basically what it is. That's all they do. They, 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 so put, they bring you up and they knock you down. <laughs> and film it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Put E. <laughs> right. So, well, Tina, so you did, you do, let's talk about your, do you mind talking about your comedy writing a little bit? Oh, and, no, no, no. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, how did you decided to get started in that? Because it seems like you came at it from an actress angle. Is right. That yeah, yeah. Fair? Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, so started acting. I was always drawn to comedy in particular, though. There's nothing like being on stage or, you know, shooting something and getting a laugh. That's just the most incredible feeling. And um, so when I got to Los Angeles, you know, a couple of years in, I started taking a lot of um, improv classes. I took classes at Groundlings in Second City. And and there, you know, I think it was really at Second City, a lot of the classes are geared toward your final outcome is sketch writing so they you know that's kind of like the last step i guess most places groundlings or whatever and so and then where is and then would that be um so you could go and perform like do your own stand-up or is it more like you could totally be behind the scenes right and doing that kind of writing or you can be writing and um acting in your own which is what i did so i did some um I had a couple of writing partners and we did some Second City stuff and then I did a Comedy Central uh, stage show. And yeah, I mean, and so does that mean if it's a Comedy Central stage show, does that mean it's also like filmed and then it's on the No, it is. Um, it is Comedy Central, Central has a stage where they kind of like, um, what would you say? They kind of farm just like farm out talent or develop yeah. talent. Yeah, so it's just kind of like a place to just kind of be seen, really. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And how is how is the writing of that when you're like putting together like a a sketch? What, right. Um, is it something like you're just trying to think of ideas and then connect them, or is it something where it almost has like a a narrative to it? How how do you do it? I I I err on like the creepy side with like awesome. I like weird. <laughs> I like avant garde. I like creepy. So like the weirder the better for me. Um, we even have. Should I talk about goat chupacabra? Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> we have a, a video on YouTube. Is it just labeled goat chupacabra? I think so. I think that's what it is. And it has like how many hits by now? It's, it's like twelve million. Twelve million hits. <laughs> For no reason. It is the most ridiculous thing whatsoever. It's me as a chupacabra, my friend Travis Harmon as a goat, and then our friend Jonathan Shockley singing a song about this goat who loves the chupacabra. <laughs> and so, do you know chupacabra, the story of the chupacabra? Like, it's like in Mexican folklore, it's a goat sucker. So, so this is perfect for today. It, yeah. it, it is! It's Cinco de Mayo! Oh. Everybody watch Goat Chupacabra today in honor of Cinco de Mayo. Um, so it's just a silly, stupid story about a uh, goat falling in love with a chupacabra who wants to eat him. And what's your like? Can you do, <laughs> give us a, a little like? What's do you make a sound in it, or do you say something, or is it mostly visual? No, humor? it's it's mostly visual. It's mostly visual. <laughs> you're and, in a costume and ugly in a costume, and you're that's like what I body love. Costume the that, most. I love to stuffy. play like weird, ugly characters. Is my favorite thing to do. And is it because it's like you feel like it's get it's shocking in some way, or is it just like I don't because you think it's funny? Candy lot too. Do you remember Maybe that her. show, Strangers with yeah, Candy? Yeah. yeah. Like that character. Like she's so disgusting. <laughs> she's and like, awesome. but she's just, there's just something about it that's just so, I don't know. Maybe it's easier to play ugly than pretty. I don't know. 
<laughs> is it? Because what me, you were, because what you were in this film, you you were for me pretty. in the film. Yeah, it was just normal. Like, well, it was just and, and in life, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, not like I, you guys can't see yeah. me right now, but I look awesome. <laughs> in her bikini. In my bikini. Um, no, it's. I just. I'm so drawn to those. I guess maybe it is the uncomfortableness of it. I think I like the uncomfortableness of it. It's going back to the awkward beats and timing and sort yeah. of that part yeah. of it, you know. And something totally. like life is absurd and so I think finding that like ways to show it sure. in those that's the best. Yeah. I think I'm just never satisfied with mainstream comedy. I'm just never it's just never enough for me somehow. And uh and I think that when I do those little weird things, that's my little fix. That's my weirdness. Well, I yeah. think weirdness. I also saw. <laughs> speaking of that, like the your youcanawesome dot com. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Did you watch that? Yeah, some awesome. of it. That was, it was, that was my real hair. I have a giant afro. I wondered. <laughs> Did you have to tease it? Like tease it out, yeah, or was there's it? There's some. Yeah, somebody teased it out. I don't. I don't oh, think it could ever get that Very light and fluffy. It was very. It hurt. Oh. <laughs> have like having your hair done hurts. Like girls when they get their hair done, Sorry. like. I don't know, like French braiding and all that stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, that must really hurt. Because when I got teased out, it was painful. But yeah, it's were an those... '80s kids show, and you know that the thing, the cool thing. Wait, about... what was the? But when did you shoot it? Because was that one of your early shorts? That was or... one of our er- okay. early shorts. It's on the it's on the DVD too. So uh, it was just we just decided to you know make. Actually, it was uh, for Channel 101. We were gonna submit. It's like this contest. Uh, in Los Angeles, it's a comedy contest. And we're like, oh, you know, we'll make these series and then, uh, you know, we'll submit them. And then we ended up cutting them too long. There was like a, a time frame that had to be like five minutes and we were like 6.50 and, oh. you know, seven minutes. And we're like, oh, no. And it was all awesome. Yeah. You couldn't cut any of it. <laughs> no, we really couldn't. Uh, but, you know, it keeps living on. It's it's a really funny project. You know, like every once in a while, like, we'll just get a call and we're like, it's playing at, at a, you know, art museum in, you know, Arizona. We're like, oh, okay, that's great. And Huh. Uh, so, and is it because you posted it online? So it's like free, like everyone, like the art museum can play it without contacting you first for permission or? No, I mean, they'll contact us and then we'll send them a DVD, but it, they'll be like, oh, we're all like, oh, that's great. You know, it's an inquiry and we're like, oh, okay, we'll send it on. Okay. But I think that's with the new media type stuff. And, you know, I think a lot of people are drawn to sketches and short form because of that. Because it leads to, you know, people finding it and going back or just stumbling upon, you know, different videos that, you know, are just out there. And you're like, that's so weird. Or, <laughs> um, so I think it's, you know, fun to play in that time, for, you know, that those, you know, limitations of like a short film. And you know, I think we just always want to shoot a new short I want to shoot a new feature yeah. too, but <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully you will. Do you guys have anything plans in the works? Yeah, we're trying to get a bunch of projects going, so we'll see what what happens first and what you know what all the ideas that we're lining up and. Will know. it be something that maybe you guys work on together again, I, I as well so. as doing individual projects? Uh, so yeah, so, I think that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So. What what happened that was unexpected in all of this? Like when you're thinking about because it was two years in the making, so that might be a unexpected, right. but. Getting into Sundance would yeah. be yeah. a big unexpected thing. Although it was a goal. It was a goal. Sure. Uh, but it's always like one of those things where it's like, wouldn't it be awesome to be in the Sundance? Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> how many how many low-budget, you know, independent movies are like, oh, yeah, we're going to take this to Sundance. And then, you know, they the get... The odds are pretty tough. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
So yeah, it was kind of it was definitely surreal being there. It was just sort of out of this world. Just being able to. I think one of the. This is Free Speech Radio News for Wednesday, September twenty second, two thousand ten, in New York. I'm Dorian Marina. Coming up on today's newscast, in D.C., lawmakers examine the Department of Homeland Security's response to the BP oil disaster. Indigenous groups from Canada and the U.S. joined to express concern over a controversial oil pipeline project. And world leaders debate progress on the U.N.'s Millennium Development Goals. We'll look at one South American country that